welcome back to The Wise Man's Page, the podcast where we read Patrick Rothfuss's The Wise Man's Fear, page by page. This is page 865. To get away, and she pressed it hard against him. She grimaced as he struggled weakly against the iron. Her eyes brimmed with angry tears. After a long minute, she pulled the iron away and stood crying quietly. I let her be. Aleg looked up at her and somehow managed to find his voice. Ah, girl, we had some good times, didn't we? She stopped crying and looked at him. Don't. I kicked him sharply in the side before he could say anything else. He stiffened in mute pain, then spat blood at me. I landed another kick, and he went limp. Not knowing what else to do, I took back the brand and began heating it again. There was a long silence. Is Ellie still asleep? I asked. Kryn nodded. Do you think it would help for her to see this? She thought about it, wiping at her face with a hand. I don't think so, she said finally. I don't think she could see it right now. She's not right in her head. The two of you are from Levenshire? I asked to keep the silence at arm's length. My family's farms just north of Levenshire, Kryn said. Ellie's father is mayor. When did these come into your town? I asked as I set the brand to the back of another hand. The sweet smell of charred flesh was becoming thick in the air. What day is it? I counted in my head. Felling? They came into town on Thaden. She paused. Five days ago? Her voice was tinged with disbelief. We were glad to have the chance to see a play and hear the news. Hear some music, she looked down. They were camping on the east edge of town. When I came to get my fortune read, they told me to come back that night. They seemed so friendly, so exciting. Kryn looked at the wagons. When I showed up, they were all sitting around the fire. They sang me songs. The old woman gave me some tea. I didn't even think. I mean, she looked like my gran. Her eyes strayed to the body of the old woman, then away. Then I don't remember what happened. I woke up in the dark in one of the wagons. I was tied up, and I... Her voice broke a little, and she rubbed absentmindedly at her wrists. She glanced back at the tent. I guess Ellie got an invitation, too. And that's the page. I'm Nick. I'm Jordana. I'm Jeremy. I find this a bit difficult to read because it's clearly like their MO. They have like a process, a plan. Who knows how many other girls they kidnapped this way. Um, it also extremely implicates Anne, the uh, the elderly cook figure. And much like with uh, the character of Keat, I think that we are also meant to be particularly revolted um, that she is a key figure in this because she is leveraging her position of like matronly trust uh, or like her, her, her affectation of matronly trust, I guess, to lure girls in uh, to this process. Um, It's, it's not cool. Yes. They're using their appearance as an extra layer of deception. 
Yeah. Yeah. And like the expectation of, you know, trustworthy sweetness, I guess. And like mystery. I don't know. It's very, it's very gross. It's extremely gross. And it's like perhaps even more chilling for Quoth. You know, they, they did put on a performance in a sense, like in addition to literally like putting on a play and, and speaking the news and singing the songs, they also like played the part of like the mysterious uh, troopers from, from away, you know, and I don't know. It's, it, this is quite chilling to me reading it, reading this account of Crins. Yeah, it is chilling. And it's, I think part of the reason that it's chilling is because it's so plausible too. Like it makes a lot of sense that this would work the way that it works. Yeah. I don't like it. <laughs> this is what I was talking about a few pages ago too, that like he, this is where we kind of get the, a little bit of backstory about Kryn and Ellie and thus why they might have different reactions to the same uh, circumstances. And I think it's just that like Ellie comes from a much more pampered privileged lifestyle uh, where like nothing, nothing this horrible has ever happened to her. And while I don't think anything this horrible has ever happened to Kryn either, I think she's just more used to the idea of horrible things happening to her in general because she lives a more hard scrabble life. I mean, those are all assumptions. We don't actually know what the life of a mayor... Like, we can assume that it would be better than Crins, but we actually... We have no idea. I mean, I think that that is... That those are safe assumptions to make, that those are assumptions that the narrative is directing us to make. Okay. I don't think it really... I don't think it really makes a difference, because even if like Crin and Ellie came from more similar circumstances, you could still get very different reactions just because they're different people. You could, but I guess what I'm saying is the fact that they are given the characterizations they're given and the backgrounds they're given are meant to communicate ideas about their character to us. Yeah. I think we're meant to take that Crin's had a bit of a harder life and Ellie's had a bit of a, a, uh, a cushy one, which is why they have the reactions that they do to their predicament. Indeed. Um, the 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 concept of the old lady looking like her gran kind of gives me a uh, like the candy witch house vibe. Yeah. Um, and like we were talking before about uh, in the case of Ket, how like it felt like a betrayal. And I was saying that it didn't feel like a betrayal because like it, it's uh like you have to be part of something before you can betray it was sort of like how I was thinking of it. And like, I, I didn't really consider like Ket to be part of technically Ket was a woman, but like, like not part of women as a community to begin with. So you can't really betray that. Like if you never had respect for the other two women to begin with, then you can't betray something you never had. Um, But uh, I'm far more on board with it being like a like a seemingly betrayal thing when it comes to them using their appearance as like a trick because it it because it reminds me of like the witch house the candy mm. witch house mm-hmm. and it's like you are purposefully looking to be a thing and that is the thing you are betraying the thing that you are looking to be is the thing that you are betraying and I'm like yes that that is in fact betrayal okay. <laughs> and I'm, I might draw an equivalence to the lesson of the the witch candy house figure, um, and like the lar- one of the larger themes of this book's book, which is that there's truth hidden in stories. Like we tell 
the Hansel and Gretel story to help teach kids to like be wary of strangers offering things um, that like trust your gut. If something is off or if it looks too good to be true, it probably is. And uh, that is perhaps an element of this story. Like, and that's probably what they were kind of leveraging. Like all of this, like everything about the false red troop is really interesting thematically because it all kind of swirls around this idea of taking on a role and using the expectations that you have to uh, get a certain outcome and also to like justify your behavior because of the role that you've assumed you're like expected to behave a certain way. And so you kind of like, cause like part of like, I wonder also if part of like why they got so brutal is because they assumed the role of Ra and they went like, Oh, we all know what Ra are like. Therefore now that we are playing the role of Ra, it's okay to be like this, you know? So I just like, it's, it's very thematically fraught right now. And it's, it's deeply, deeply interesting. Indeed. While still being very, you know, troubling. Mm-hmm. There is something like pathetic and loathsome about what Alex says to to Crin when he says, uh, "We had some good times, didn't we?" Don't you know? He's like, which is the the kind of self delusion that only a really like really far gone uh, like maniac could have, like. He he's deluded himself into thinking that what he was doing to her wasn't rape, that somehow she was into it and they were having a good time and he wasn't such a bad guy. Maybe he was gentle with her. Maybe he never like forced her, you know, like those are the kinds of things that he's thinking about when he says that. And it's just like it that's really repulsive, right? Alternatively, he could also be saying it because he knows it bothers her, not because he actually believes it. Yeah, yeah, I'm actually inclined to read this as the way you read his previous uh, account where he's like trying to hurry on his own death by like getting a stab in. Um, That's possible. I, but I think, I, yeah, I think both reads are possible and, you know, equally troubling. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, both bad, just different reasons. Read. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oof. Well, uh, let's let's speed away from uh, the gross stuff and get yes, to slightly less gross Yes, I think no letter because nobody wants their letter associated with the page. <laughs> yeah, and we'll uh, we'll get to greener pastures on tomorrow's page. Uh, the wind. wind.